pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It's time once again to join me on the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travers on Magic Talk. This time, Carly Flynn from the cafe joins us and talks about her little puppy and her experiences on the puppy roller coaster ride. Roman Travers, Magic Talk. The thought of having a new dog in the house seems quite peachy, doesn't it? Does it? The reality is probably something akin to a combination of sleep deprivation and the desire to run away and join a commune with a vow of silence. It's not always that peachy. Uh, are you laughing, Darren? Because um, getting it right is key, right? Getting it right from the start with puppies, that's where we can all go wrong. But you can help. Darren Rose from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, mate. Hi, Roman. How are you? Yeah, good. So, I was just, uh, the reason I was laughing because I was up at 3, um, I think it was 3.05 this morning taking mm. my puppies out in the, in the tipping down rain. Oh, <laughs> were you? The toilet. <laughs> yeah. You're a good, you're a good dog parent, aren't you? Oh, I try to be. I try to be. In mm. fact, I, I'm a very light sleeper. So as soon as they start to squeal, I just wake up straight away. So, mm. but um, yeah, if I fall asleep in the radio shot, uh, slot today, uh, just. Oh, you're that bad, are you? <laughs> All right. Now, not everybody's going away to, to order a dog and get the pedigree or the whatever they want. Some are going to get a rescue dog. What are the do's and don'ts? What are the things you should be looking out for? Yeah, so so I suppose when you start to think about a rescue dog, you, you've really got to think about it seriously because some of these rescue dogs have had a, a really hard life so far and we don't really know what's happened to them. So it, it's a very serious decision to make because the last thing we really want to do is take one on half-heartedly and, and, and not really put the work in and then have to bounce them back to the rescue centre because that's no good for them or, or for anybody really, is it? So no. <clears throat> it's a really serious decision. Don't just take it lightly, I think, is the most important thing. Um, but again, it's the same same things really with any kind of dog. You need to make sure they match your lifestyle. So a lot of the rescue dogs you'll find are um, crossbreeds. So you might have um, sort of collie in them, heading dog. You've probably got mastiff. You may have staffy, maybe even husky. Uh, the, the list is endless. They could have up to seven dads, I think. is right. Um, mm. so, so you've got a whole mixture of sort of uh, motivational drives there. Um, mm. they, some want to chase, some want to run, some want to run for hours, some don't want to run at all. So you've really got to match your lifestyle with possibly the, the, the bit that looks the most, if that makes sense. If they yes. look more like a mastiff, then they're going to be barkers and, and, and that sort of thing. So, so that's really important. Again, the exercise for a rescue dog is really important. Mm. Um, so you've got to make sure you ha- actually have the time to take them out for a walk or, or play with them in the garden, if nothing else, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that people don't really think about um, when you take on a rescue dog because they're, what, $250 to get a rescue dog and it's a nice cheap option. Actually, it's the money that you need to look after that dog. And I, I really urge people to seriously think about how much money it costs to look after a rescue dog because we're not just talking um, sort of the 250 to, to get the dog, but we're talking about the training because they're going to need training. Remember, mm-hmm. they've, they've had a hard life. The reason why they're in a rescue home isn't because they're like perfect dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they're there. So you've got to train that out if you're going to um, take one of those on. Um, there might be vet bills. If they're a bit aggressive, then they might do something silly and you might have to have vet bills for that. Okay? Yeah. So really think about your finances to make sure, can you actually take this dog on? You might have to completely restructure your garden. Yeah. Oh fences God. and all sorts of things. That can be thousands of dollars. Yep. So, oh, um, no. yeah, it's I'm, amazing what we have to do when we take on a dog. And I like what you're, you're saying. Really look into it properly, whether it's a brand new puppy from scratch, from yeah. weaning, or a rescue dog. Now, there are people here in this very building who've got puppies, and there's John Budge, <laughs> the executive producer, and Carly Flynn as well from Weekend Life. Carly, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, Carly. Good morning. It's so nice to be on the Sunday Cafe. Oh, I know oh, everybody wants to be. You're right. It's true. <laughs> I have just been sitting here and nodding my head at everything that Darren was saying. Oh, that's a good sign. Sort of 
enough. Now, Carly, sure you've got a brand new dog. Broken. You've got a brand new dog called Elfie. What are some of the issues that you're dealing with that Darren might be able to help with? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, how long that long? Um, <laughs> I'm sure Darren might be surprised to, to hear that our kids sort of almost bullied us into um, getting this gorgeous little golden <laughs> cocker spaniel a few weeks ago off the back of some friends getting another one out of the litter and poor old Alfie was left behind oh, and no. needed a new family and um, and so, so we were the suckers. He's divine, he's lovely <laughs> but of course we're going through all of the, I, I wasn't even a dog person guys, this is a hilarious thing like, and suddenly now I'm looking at every dog in the street and admiring how cute or well behaved they are. Oh, you don't so, see them at home now. <laughs> no, that's right. And everybody's offering to have them and walk them. And you're like, seriously, I can't even get them to walk out my gate at the moment. So um, probably the first issues that we're having at the moment is sleep. Dan, I didn't realise that it was going to be like adding a fourth child to the family. Oh, and it's, it's exactly <sighs> the same. It's exactly the same as having a small child, definitely. And, and it can yeah, last so, for a long time. I and mean, we're, what, three weeks in now? And I'm still waking up at four, uh, three in the morning. I think it might be the yeah. milk floats that are going past that are waking them up, to be honest. And, of course, once a puppy wakes up, they need the loo. Mm. It's just the way it is. Well, yeah. that is and that's, that's the issue that we're having. That has been quite um, destructive to our family. And so this morning it was quarter to five that he needed to get up and go for a wee. So yeah. oh, that's, that's up, good. That's very good. Yes, yep, I'll, I'll trade your puppy with mine any day. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we weren't ready to get up at Sunday morning at quarter to five, so we tried to put him back in his crate, and yeah. he barked for forty-five minutes. Oh, we had no. a week. We had a week of waking up at three o'clock in the morning with Star and Twinkle going to the toilet, and then they wanted they demanded their dinner, shall we say, in the same way, barking, and and we just went through a whole process. The first day, I was a bit silly and I gave it to them, and then I got told off by my wife, and then the next day, we <laughs> totally ignored them and completely ignored them. Within three days, that that demand barking, as they call it, is, was disappeared now, and, and they're quite happy to go back to bed and sleep. But cover the so cover the crate over with a blanket for a way. Yeah, yeah. Cover the crate over with a blanket, make it nice and dark. And then they just think it's night time again. And, and give them some chew toys in there. Oh, okay. It's okay. That's I, the best option. I think I'm going to go out and buy five pairs of earplugs today. <laughs> <so> <laughs> That's the other option, I suppose. <laughs> the only problem is then you have to wake up and clean up all the pee and poo. <laughs> Darren, how cruel is it? Just on the, the whole thing, and, and look, I'm speaking from personal experience here. I've been a bit harder. When a puppy's been whining and yapping, I've put them in the garage, just remove them from the situation to give us peace and quiet. Is that a good thing or not? Oh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because our dogs sleep out in the garage anyway. Um, not the puppies, they're inside at the moment. Um, I suppose out of sight, out of mind is uh, what springs to my mind. But um, you've got to think about, well, why is your puppy whining? There's a reason why they're whining. And, and it's either because they're desperately missing you or they, or they need the loo. And if they need the loo, um, there's nothing worse, isn't it, than being sat there desperately, desperately needing the loo, knowing you shouldn't in, in your pen or don't want to, and then, mm. and then just holding it there. It's horrible. So I think you've just got to think about, well, what's the motivation behind the whining? Mm. And, and really do something about it rather than ignore it. Roman, you just talked about um, maybe having to rebuild a garden. We've been considering building a garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would too. Carly, you've got a brand new dog. You've got, it's not just you and your husband, you've got children. Everyone wants to have a turn at, say, teaching it stuff or walking it. How, do, actually, Darren, how does Carly yeah. go about this? How does, Who's in control and how do you teach everyone to have the same commands? Yeah, so, so the, the classic thing, isn't it, we buy our puppies for our kids. And actually, um, that's the worst thing we can ever do. Yep, yep, the kids want the puppies. But um, 
they're only puppies themselves really aren't they if you think about it especially if they're younger and and what happens is you do all the hard training and then the, the kids come in and blow it in about two seconds so so it's a lot of training the kids to be around the puppies as well and um, we use a um, like a penned off area with um, a crate in it and, and the puppies kind of they're in there quite a lot of the time and then when they're out they're training with us and the sort of in our control and that way if the, if the kids ever do want to play with them then they can kind of just go in that pen and play with them but they're not constantly in their face all the time and biting and learning all these bad habits because let's face yeah. puppies want to chew well, I have to say Darren runs a fantastic online video service which we've signed up for and um, <laughs> yeah, well they're sort of two to three minute videos and I'm making everybody watch them because we want to have the same commands and we started off wrong and that we gave Alfie the run of the house because we didn't realise about pens and crates because it was a very um, quick um, adjustment to having a puppy in our life and we're now trying to regress and put him back in this crate and back in this pen and away from the kids to stop the biting and nipping and um, but his your videos Darren are so great they're so straightforward and you know we're watching them and trying to trying to follow them but the jumping and nipping is definitely a problem especially with, with the kids that um, the three-year-olds, um, and I'm yeah. sure we'll get, we'll get to it, yeah. So so I kind of have a rule that if the kid's under five, they don't mix with the dog or with the puppy unless there's a, a parent there to control it. Because yeah. the last thing you want is you want you don't want your kid to get nibbled, and let's face it, puppies do bite. They're not biting, they're just play biting, but um, it can turn that relationship quite <laughs> sour really quickly. <laughs> and then you've got a child who doesn't like your dog, and then what's the point of buying a dog? <laughs> Darren, one of the common things that I know that uh, the producer here, our executive producer, John Budge, who has a brand new puppy, just like Carly, is the walking of the dog. We all want that well-behaved dog that walks at the heel <laughs> and doesn't drag yeah. you from left to right down the footpath. How do you get around that? Right, so you've got to wind it right back because what happens is we put our dogs on a harness or a lead and we take them straight out, don't we, because we think that's the thing we've got to do. We've got to exercise our dog. And then they start to pull from day one because they're just way more interested in everything else other than us. So we wind it right back and we don't really take our dogs out in, uh, for a walk in the neighbourhood until we've got that heel walk. It might take a few months, but um, we'll make the side... Um, by our side, the most amazing place in the world, loads of treats, just literally by our leg, not even moving. And then we do that in the house, and then we do it in the garden, and then we take it outside. So by the time a dog actually goes outside, they really love being with us. And that's really what heel walk is, isn't it? They want to be with us. They don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, Carly. So that building that bond, yeah? Carly, have you got a final question that you're going to note down and go off and put into practice? <laughs> no, I just love that, um, you know, treats are everything. Um, Darren oh, yeah. mentioned to me earlier in the week, and I was at the supermarket yesterday, I bought every kind of treat under the sun, speaking about um, not having the budget or, or knowledge to know what you have to buy for these puppies. Mm. Suddenly I've got all these treats, and we're going back to basics, and we're treating up the like storm, but not, you know, not too much, because obviously you don't want to make them fat puppies, overweight puppies that can't walk for other reasons. So, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, look, but, he, he is absolutely lovely and we are enjoying him, but it's a lot of hard work. And It is hard work, yeah. Um, yeah. We'd, we'd read a lot of your stuff, Darren, and watch your videos beforehand because anybody that's getting a new puppy right now, that's what I would be suggesting is to, to do that first. Yeah, yeah, good well, idea. You can, you can grab that on my website. Um, just go onto the website and you can find that little course. So, Carly, I'll let you get on Thank with you your Carly. Sunday and um, and good luck with Alfie. He sounds like an absolutely delightful dog. I bet you the children are just loving him. Oh, they are, and um, and even I am. You know, for yeah. a non-dog person, five weeks in. <laughs> yeah, wow. oh, nice. you'll need to post a photo on my Facebook page. On, on the community there. Yes, so, absolutely. Cool. But my one hard, fast rule that I'm not going to break five weeks in, not on the bed, not on the couch. Oh, exactly. I, I'm winning on that at the moment. <coughs> oh, yeah. Carly, and as long as, 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 long as that. that's your rule, as long as that's your rule, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. 
Carly <laughs> Flynn from Weekend Life with her brand new puppy Alfie. All the very best. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Carly. Now, that's, now that's really important. I did the same thing. I said to the girls, I've never had an indoor dog. And at this stage, our dog was dog number three. And I said, okay, he can come inside, but he's not allowed up on anything. <laughs> and I'd come home from work and he'd be wrapped in a blanket <laughs> on the couch, you know, watching a movie with them. But he Very would look. Touch, mate. <laughs> they knew. I would say bed. He knew that the bed was his place. It's not a bad thing to dehumanise a dog inside the house. If you've got questions for Darren Rowe, fire them through now. You can text 3920, but much better to have a conversation. If you're going barking bonkers, trying to get your dog to do the right thing, maybe it's you and not the dog. I don't mean to be rude, but it could be. <laughs> and Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs is here for you on 0800 844 747. Now, here's a text that says, we're about to get a puppy. Carly mentioned Darren's videos. Where can we find them? Yep, so if you go onto my website, it's Mindfulness for Dogs. Um, women number four.com mm. and if you go I'll, I'll explain if you go to I'll put it on the front page actually after this uh, radio slot but um, if you go to the front page and you go to train with us um, mm. a couple of drops down it says online puppy preschool okay. and you can just buy it through there excellent so easy and Darren will actually come to your place and the hands on experience is absolutely <coughs> brilliant as well Joe, what sort of dog have you got I've got a little version three. Oh, she's, lovely yeah she's lovely she's five years old but she will always piddle inside at night time oh, and when I'm, when I'm at work in the day as well. Oh, and she's let out and she knows to go out the cat door. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's taken offence because it's called a cat door. Maybe you want to call it a dog door. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> um, with, with older dogs, um, the first thing I do is I want to check out the... Um, I want to take them to the vets and just get them checked out to make sure there's nothing wrong with them physically. Um, with the older yep. dogs, with the puppies, is a bit different. So once you've got that out of the way and you know that she's fine, then it's really a matter of taking them right back to being a puppy. And, and it's crate training again, and it does take a bit of time. So so one of, there's a lot of protocols you can find on the internet, um, but one of the ways to do it would be to take her outside on a lead where she normally goes or where you'd like her to go to the toilet. If she doesn't go, you just bring her back in and put her in the crate for five minutes and then take her straight back out afterwards and then give her another 10 minutes. If she doesn't do that, you bring her back in another five minutes, take her back out. In the end, she will be desperate for the loo and she will go, hmm. and then she will learn to that's where to go. But the, I do find, I hear quite a lot of times with the, with the cat flaps and the dog doors, um, that a lot of the dogs don't want to go through, so I might even go back and retrain going through that door to make it more positive. Mm. Sometimes well, that can be a hindrance. Out through it. <laughs> that might um, be that may be the problem. <laughs> no, Definitely. not really. Yeah. Um, no, she. Um, yeah, I had somebody did tell me about a crate, but I think she'd go berserk because I'm I'm at work all day for five. And she can actually sit on the couch and look out the window. Oh, so going yeah, so I'm, I'm not saying put her in the crate for the whole day there, just that, that training. So when you're there, you put her in the crate and maybe spend an hour of doing that training. Yeah, that's and then a good they idea. And they get used to them when they need to go to the toilet, they have to go outside. Yeah. So it's, and it's just it's a good it's training idea. That, it's training those bladder muscles, isn't it, really, to hold. Yep. And you can always leave magic talk going. Just to, I mean, then you get a very intelligent yes. dog listening to, you know, we do. quality journalism all day as well. Rose, hello. What sort of dog have you got, Rose? Um, she's a red nose chape. Oh, wow. Yes. How old is she? Hi. <laughs> yes. Um, she digs holes. Oh, okay. It's like in my, in my garden. And when I'm gardening, <laughs> she'll try and help. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, dog, dogs are, um, I think Roman mentioned, dogs are really clever, okay? So they watch us, and, and we're their role models, so they actually try and mimic us. I had a, um, oh. an Irish setter, I had an Irish setter back in the UK many years ago who watched me dig all the weeds out of my garden and plant all my plants in. I then went inside to make a cup of tea, came back out, and she'd taken all the weeds and oh put them dear. in a nice neat little, uh, sorry, all the plants and put them in a nice neat pile next to the weeds. Oh. Um, so they do watch you, so, um, and, and of course dogs love to dig, don't they? Mm. So, so what I would do is, if you take away the digging, the smelling, the sniffing, and the barking, what's left for a dog to do really? It's not very much of a life, is it? Mm. Um, so, what I would say is, sacrifice a small area of your garden and teach them to dig in that. So, go in there and dig lots of things, bury some bones or that, whatever you give your dog to chew on those kind of things. Bury them in there mm. and give them somewhere to dig, and then they'll go there and dig, and not your garden. It takes a bit of time to train. But, um, yeah, that's the best option, I would say. Oh, good advice. Hey, all the best, Rose. And you can teach an old dog <coughs> new tricks. That's one thing I have learned from Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Lisa, what sort of issues are you having with your dog? Um, so we've got two. We've got a um, two Bichon poodles, wow. uh, litter mates, and um, we got Ooh. two so that they could keep each other company when we were <laughs> at work, but everything's gone um, <laughs> <pee-tom>. <laughs> Um the main issue, I could ask you a hundred things, but the main issue is that we have a section out the back with, that backs onto a park and we, when they go out the back, they bark, they Constantly. go running out because yeah. they're, they're really fast, I can't catch them, and they bark at whatever's going past. But the worst thing is, is they bark at the neighbours on the right and it's caused a neighbour's war and it's been really awful oh. and it's a whole experience for us. So, so first of all, um, how old are they? They're six months. Oh, okay, so still quite young. Um, so one of the things I would do, given the fact that you've probably got the council, I don't know if the council, the council involved there, but probably because you've got that wall no, going not, on there. No, it's not, oh, it's that's, actually, no, it's not that bad. They just bark for okay. a short amount of time, but those neighbours are extremely sensitive. I can hear them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would probably um, try and find yourself a trainer around your area. Whereabouts are you? Uh, we're in um, Mount Albert. Yeah, Mount Albert, yeah okay. I did have a so, trainer, and I've got yeah. a trainer coming, yeah. Okay, yeah. So so that's the first thing I would do straight away if I've got issues like that that are causing major problems. Um, yeah. Because then they can set a plan, and um, and they can look at the whole environment. I can give you some basic advice on, on what to do there, but um, for me it would be about restricting their access and not giving them access to that garden, because if you take away yeah. the stress, then at least the, the barking won't be as bad. But yeah. getting that focus, getting that basic trainings in with those two. Um, we, we always buy two puppies at once, and um, yeah. it's... For us, we've always done it. We always we kind of know what we're doing, I guess, being trainers. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but it's not for the faint-hearted, is it? You've really got to separate those dogs and train them separately as well as using the bond that they have to help you, if that right. makes sense. Mm. So maybe yeah. maybe you enroll in a, in a class as well, and, and, and if it's two of you, then go separate ways, different days, and, and yeah. train that separation away from each other. Because they do, can, they just... Can, yeah, yeah. Can you train that, that barking, like, will that get... Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can do. And if and if you, if you get a good trainer then they can teach you either there's a couple of options. You can either take away the stress physically, you can train yep. them a new routine or you can train them to bark on command and then be and then bark right. and then go quiet. It just depends on which, which way Darren, you do it, really. you're a great <coughs> trainer, but you can't train every dog in New Zealand. So for Lisa, would you <laughs> be able to recommend where to go to find one or yeah, recommend so, someone? So the best place to go to I would say would be the Association of Pet Dog Trainers website and that's at APDTNZ. That's a bit quick, wasn't it? APDTNZ.org.nz. There's a whole right. list of force-free trainers. What you don't want to do is 
Um, if a trainer comes out and says, oh, we can stop that by putting a, a bark collar on or a, a no, collar. No, that's what the neighbours suggested. Yeah, <laughs> don't go there. That's because that's it'll make it ten times worse. So, no. yeah, so that, that no. website is really good. You'll, you'll okay. find it. And, and, and in Auckland, there's 101 trainers on that list that you can um, enrol. Thanks, Lisa. I hope that goes really, really well for you. Uh, just very quickly, a text here saying, we've got a foxy pup and he walks up with me and he walks around and when I take him off the lead, he runs away and he won't come back. Help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> don't take them off leads first one I guess mm-hmm. um, you can do again you can do long lead work um, but that's quite specialised and you need to know what you're doing there so again list a trainer there um, again if a dog's not coming back you've always got to ask yourself a question why would it so what have I got from my dog that's going to come back to and unfortunately as much as I would love to say my dogs love me completely they want to come back for something more than just me it's normally a treat it's a toy mm. but I need to invest some time in that training so the dog wants to come back to me okay. so it's not the dog's problem it's your problem, so you can change that because we're, we're very clever, aren't we? Yeah, and I love the way that um, I think, well, personally, I think I've overcomplicated the training of a dog and we, we tend to apply our thinking to how a dog thinks and maybe there's a bit of a disconnect there. What's this about friends with tails? Yeah, so um, I, um, I got to, I've met a, a lady called Linda who has set up this amazing website called Friends with Tails and it's tails as in T-A-L-E-S, mm. um, so friendswithtails.co.nz and it's really, um, it's a great idea. It's a fantastic idea, actually. I'm surprised someone hasn't thought about this before. Um, it's bringing all of the rescue centers, all of the pounds and everything all together on one website. So, mm. you know, if I wanted to find a dog now, I'd have to go and phone a hundred different places. They're, they're all so busy that they never answer the phone anyway because they're doing their actual real job, trying mm. to rehome the dogs and, and, and find the dogs. And, um, yeah, so, so you can go on there and you can find all of the dogs. You can just search your neighborhood and it will tell you all of the dogs that are subscribed to this that are available for um, rehoming. And it's absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, and then you can contact idea. through her and, and yeah, and then contact those places. Yeah, that's Amazing really good. Idea. So that's friendswithtails.co.nz. Friends with, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Look it up. Darren, I know that you're rushed off your feet and I really appreciate your time here on the Sunday Cafe. If people want to get some advice from you, how do they find you? Yeah, so if you're in the Waikato, um, you can give me a ring and I'll do this very slowly now. So it's 274 58 5872 mm-hmm. um, or you can find me um, on social media it's just uh, on Facebook or Instagram Mindfulness for Dogs with that number 4 or you can find my website mindfulnessfordogs.com and if you really can't remember how to spell mindfulness then you can just do mfordogs.com as well Yeah. Hey Darren thank you so much a, pr- a pleasure as always to have you on the program thank you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on the Mindful Dog giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.